All right, welcome back to the Soggy Pancakes Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nathan. And I'm the other host, Wilson. And this is episode 77. Yo, Nah, see, sorry we missed a week. Yeah, we apologize. And apparently Wilson went bonkers over the trip. Dude, I was just, I was up like 21 hours every day. Really? For like three days, four days Mm -hmm. in a row. And it felt like two months went by. Yeah, so, but don't worry, you will hear all about that next episode. Yeah, but guess what? Us. I think we have some shout-outs and some oh DMs to gosh. read. We have two DMs. So, if you guys want to be, you know, shouted out on the podcast, featured, if a question's for us, or if you just want to, you know, drop in and say, Wilson looks dumb, then be my guest. Oh, facts. <laughs> um, our first one comes from Adelaide Wells. Um, and this is a very interesting DM, and I'm not really sure we can answer this question, but it says, Wilson, who's your favorite sixth grader? (laughs) Hmm. Hmm. Tough, tough question to answer. That's a tough one. I don't know if I can necessarily answer that for legal reasons. (laughs) Just, well, just say like... I don't even know six. Do you know any sixth graders that like, I know sixth graders? You know sixth yeah. graders. Just say, just say. Well, is that weird if you say it? Then it is kind of weird. I think it is kind of weird. No offense, Adelaide, but this is a great question. But I think we need a more PG question. That def- they're they're definitely in sixth grade. Just say. You just, think so? Just say, Miss Mr. Wells. Is it Mr. or Mrs. Mr. or Miss? I think it's Mrs. 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 Wells. Mrs. Wells. Or Mrs. or Miss? Miss Wells. Miss Wells. Miss Wells. Just say Miss um, Wells is your favorite sixth Ms. grader. Miss Wells. You know what? Adelaide, since you asked the question and you've come forth with this information, I believe that I will let you be my favorite sixth grader. Round of applause. Round of applause. Woo! Miss Wells, you Good are job. Wilson's favorite sixth grader. You won the contest. Okay, next one. <laughs> okay, so this one... <laughs> Is not exactly from Instagram, but rather the text messages. From your business card. Yeah, from my business card. Mm, I see. Because the um, people that I took to camp think it's so funny that my phone number is on my business card. Oh, that was a mistake. I, <laughs> so funny. Um, but this one came from ldazu at iCloud.com. <laughs> so... <laughs> And the DM is, why do vacuum cleaners only work sometimes? Because they suck. Ah, uh, man. Uh, let's go. Nice. I actually didn't know. Is that the is that I don't the know if that's is? the answer. Let's see. Um, no, that's definitely the answer. What you do you think, think so? it is? Why do vacuum I feel like you shouldn't have to Google this one. <laughs> only work sometimes. I, I would assume that's why. It might sound simple, but lack of power is often the cause of vacuum cleaners that won't work. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's got to be a joke. What, um, no. Let's see. Uh, let's say punchline. Punchline. Oh, my goodness. It's definitely they suck. What do you mean? I, th- I think it is, yeah. It's just okay. Like, yeah, not you're just yeah because they made it up. It's it's vac- a unique joke. You think so? Yeah, definitely. Vacuum jokes. No, no, no. It's it. It's it. It's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that, that's a good joke. It's a solid joke. So well, why does Wilson you. only ha- work half the time? Don't say it. 
because he sucks. <laughs> no. I thought you were just going to say because he's stupid. But yeah, oh, no. no. Uh, and if you guys ever want to be featured on the podcast, yeah, go ahead. Is... Stop in. DM us on Instagram. Please. Or if you happen to have uh, Wilson's business card, you can shoot him a text. I mean, you, don't, you can just Instagram. DM <laughs> us on Instagram. You don't have to text or nah, call you don't me have anything. to. You shouldn't. Um, and, you know, if you just want to pop in say hi, I have a question for us. If you Or if you just wanted to, you know, tell Wilson that he looks dumb. Be my guest. Anyways, we have another interesting guest this week. Yeah, he's a super nice guy, actually. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's just roll that intro. Nice. Now, see, this would actually be a good podcast if we knew what we were doing. <laughs> he needs a permission slip. I, I can't be responsible. <laughs> and I just start going ham with pitchfork on this horse. Next week on Soggy Pancakes... <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Nathan. And I'm the other host, Wilson. And don't forget to go check out SoggyPancakes.com. Enjoy the episode. Peace. Welcome back to Soggy Pancakes Podcast. Uh, we have a special guest here if you'd like to introduce yourself. What's up, Soggy Pancakes Podcast? I'm Tristan Hales. <laughs> I'm a content creator. Um, and that pretty much sums it up for me. All right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw you on TikTok. That's how I you know, came across your videos. I'm like, this guy... This guy kind of does what I do, right? He, Dude, he's, he's pretty good. I I watch some of the videos. They're really good, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. And TikTok, how many followers do you have on there right now? Um, I think 1.5, around there. Yep. Million. Nice. Yeah. 1.5 million. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Just- I, I got to ask, did this, did this happen... Does this just like feel real to you yet? I mean, I, that's a big number. I don't know how long you've been at one point. Like, you know, at least at a million. Oh. But for me, like, it's still even hard to comprehend seven hundred thousand. Uh, yeah, I'm a veteran, so I I had okay. I I hit like a million on Instagram a couple years ago, and then I hit a um a million on YouTube the year after that. So I kind of just go platform to platform until I hit a million on each. Oh and man. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. So you created, you didn't even start with TikTok. You started somewhere else. No, funny enough, TikTok was like my secret platform. So that was like my, my, like, I want to experiment with a totally different style of storytelling. Um, And I wasn't going to shout it out. I just kind of wanted to like start fresh, like have a clean slate um, and do something totally different than what I was doing on the other platforms. Um, And then I think it took me about like around six to eight months to get to a million on there um and that just sort of like happened and i was like oh man like okay well i like tiktok better than the rest now <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah dang that's pretty impressive and then um and then uh for your instagram i didn't realize you had a million on your instagram is that is that right yeah that's not very common is it that it's hard what to it- get followers on instagram is it not mm, definitely it's- how do you even get a million on- like i the only what's the, thing what's- that would the secret formula. It would only be like if you're a celebrity or something, like people already know you. But how do you get followers on Instagram like that? Okay, so my origin story is unlike many creators. My first social media platform was Snapchat, which is like... Wow. Oh, okay. One, this is interesting. Yeah, like how does one go viral or <coughs> on Snapchat? And when I first started social media, Snapchat didn't have the Discover page. So like it was fully word of mouth. And I would make huh. these like choose your own adventure interactive stories on there. So the viewers in real time would snap in and dictate the direction my story would go. So I'd be like, you know, you want to go, should I go through this cave or should I climb around it? But if I go through the cave, I have to push the spider web, then I hate spider webs. And if I go around it, I might pull off the edge of a cliff. 
that's an example huh. that, that's you know that didn't really happen but like <laughs> that uh -huh. yeah, yeah, i yeah. would give them this these options and have these high stakes situations and they would decide the direction my story would go and those stories started to get traction and um a lot of uh publications would pick them up um and this was before i even had an instagram and eventually right before the instagram uh launched their story feature they wanted to fly me out to their headquarters so they could ask me about my success on Snapchat. Um, and at the time I was nominated for a Shorty Award um, for Snapchat Stories, and uh, but I didn't have a presence on any other platform. Anyways, I fly to Instagram um, up to their headquarters and they start picking my brain about like, what do I like and what do I know, what do I, what features would I, do I wish that the story feature had? Um, and this is before Instagram Stories even existed. So yeah. I was like, I want this. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I started telling them all the things that I wish I could do with Snapchat stories. And they actually, like 99% of my ideas, they implemented when they launched Instagram stories. And so this guy wow. helped create Instagram stories. Oh, dang, that's, <laughs> that's, no, that's crazy. So you were the creative mind behind the, you know, give, like, did you do like the scale? Like doesn't Instagram, you can do like a scale. You can post. Oh, the stickers. Like, oh, yeah. Stuff. Like, oh, no, but that's probably, I feel like that's something new, right? Yeah. That's, Maybe is that something added. But yeah, maybe I have a lot no of those things are, are newer features. I was just, I really wanted the, op the ability to be able to tap back and forth between clips, um, which just sounds like you couldn't do you that couldn't, before. You couldn't do that before. Um, and so that's how, <laughs> dude, I didn't have social media at that. Yeah, you guys were probably like, in, uh, like you guys were fetuses at that time. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know like what year? Right that around was probably when this was? 2016, I think around. Oh yeah. Around I don't, I don't think I had Snapchat at that point. Yeah. What, what grade were we in at? at 2016, 2016, six years ago. So sixth grade. Yeah, I definitely did not. Sixth grade. Definitely did not. That's funny. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone starting off social media on Snapchat. That's so interesting. Yeah. I've always wanted to meet one of those people because there's their platform is so much different. Because like they, I don't know. I I think it is, but also like being famous on Instagram is the same thing. Like I can't even think of how I would get followers on Instagram or Snapchat. So I don't understand how people start that. Instagram but is now hard with now, I I if if anyone was just getting started, I would recommend against trying to grow on Instagram. I would say go on TikTok, focus on TikTok, and let it trickle into your other platforms. But I mean, Instagram is reminding me a lot of Facebook when Facebook started to go out the window, you know, and like yeah, yeah, to yeah. Die. I mean, you guys were probably still really young around that time, but. Um, yeah, Instagram is not a viable platform for growth at this time. I think it's just it's sort of past its golden age. Um, and the way that the algorithm works, it doesn't favor quality or innovation or creativity. It really just it 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 it, it favors quantity and like most algorithms do. And it also um, uh, it, it's so difficult to get discovered on there now, whereas before uh it was exciting you know you tag someone in yeah. post and you were interested and you're like oh who is this person and you click on them and like discover a whole new creator whereas now the right. it's it's so oversaturated but it's also like a bunch of the same type of content you're not really seeing anything different um so yeah 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 and also like at that time instagram and snapchat were really 
the only two social media i guess vine but i wouldn't vine so i was i was after the vine generation so vine was already dead um oh my god when did vine die that's a good question or something right 2015 oh my god that was forever ago but that's crazy that vine did not stay i know you would have thought that that was that was tiktok basically i mean just shorter it was right seven seconds something i think they're like six second videos i i i missed that whole era of content creation so like i you know take whatever i say about that you know do your own research because i might be wrong Uh i think it was second videos um and then i i think they had a lot of issues with the creator community uh from what i've heard is that they uh they didn't support their creators um or they didn't support them ethically and uh, a lot of creators were like, all right, peace. We're moving on to Instagram and Instagram at the time, I think just released video or something like 30 second videos you can post on Instagram. I mean, it feels hilarious, that, like difference. you know, cause now Instagram has like, you, you can post like 10 minute, well, what was IGTV, yeah. which doesn't exist anymore, but, um, God, these platforms change a lot. As I'm saying, <laughs> I'm yeah. really aging it's myself cr- here. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, now they got the reels. That's the big thing now. Yeah, reels, just- YouTube and Instagram are both hopping on that train mm-hmm. is what it seems like. Yeah. And once they, <clears throat> once they start taking or dipping their toes into like another platform specialty, for example, like, you know, when Reels obviously is meant for TikTok, when they start like cross, I don't know, like cross contaminating. I don't know. I really yeah, don't yeah. like it. Like yeah. YouTube yeah. shorts, it's really kind of hard to like wrap my my head around that. Like, I don't go to YouTube to watch YouTube shorts. Right. You go to YouTube to watch a video. I, I go to YouTube if I have 10 minutes or more on my hands, right? Yeah. If I don't have 10 minutes or more on my hands, I'm not going to open YouTube. It, right? Exactly. Right. That is the biggest flaw with these companies is they don't realize that people actually go to these platforms for a specific reason. Like if you have mm-hmm. 10 minutes or more, you're going to watch YouTube. If you if you really just want to catch up and see what people's like, like update your life or I'm sorry, update your, get an update of other people's lives. Yeah. You yeah. Instagram for that. And you would see it chronologically. So then you could stay, yeah. stay up to date. Snapchat, you want to see what people did in the past 24 hours, or you want to communicate with your friends. Snapchat actually has been very good at being consistent like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, they did add that little, um, the thing on like the fifth page, there's like five, there's the map page, the chat page, the picture page, and then like where all the stories are mm-hmm. page. And then whatever the last one, what is that? The is that the discover? I don't even know. But it's like it's almost exactly like TikTok. It's just off-brand TikTok. Yeah. See, what is it? Uh, Spotlight. It's called Spotlight. <laughs> and it's just the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like that's and they're just trying to copy each other because one's coming more popular, and they're like, we have to keep up with everything. I mean, we just wanted to say the same. If you think about, I, I know, tw- I, I know, Twitter, you know, isn't known to be like the most successful of platforms. But if you think about like like a platform that has really stood the test of time, Twitter has done that. It's been around. Oh, definitely, it has not the changed. Beginning of social media, and it hasn't changed, and people still use it. And so, like, and I think that is a good example of what these platforms need to start doing. Is like, okay, we are coming, like you said. Uh, Nathan, we are coming to YouTube to watch longer form content. We are on TikTok because we just want to swipe. You know, we want to see really quick mm-hmm. bite-sized content. We're, we're going to Instagram because we want to see photos. Well, not really anymore, but like, well, I wonder yeah. what's going to replace that because like that, I feel like people want photo content just to catch up with people's lives. I know there's this new app 
that has just come out where like you like take a picture of like what's in front of you and what like what's behind you have you yeah it's called uh be real yeah has let's hear your opinion be 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 real Real. i know he had it for a bit i had it for a little bit because my friend was like oh dude this is the coolest social media ever oh it's the most realistic it's the most realistic (laughs) and you but i was i i had it for like three days and then i got rid of it because it was I, i don't even know how to like i was just i didn't really like it it was you got a notification at a random time during the day to take a picture of yourself and then whatever's in front of you, that's like really the only reason be, to be on there. And then you can scroll through your other friends, but it's just like almost all of them are just people lazily taking pictures of just their ceiling and their floor because <laughs> people hate taking pictures of themselves now. <laughs> I'm like, this is so stupid. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like I enjoyed it, I guess, for a little bit. And like taking stupid pictures, but then I was like, I don't really know if I want everyone knowing where I am at all times anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I just it was kind of weird. Not, not my taste. Not my favorite. I feel like the flaw with that too is you can only do it once a day. Yeah, that's so also the same thing. You're like it's it's very limiting. Like you can't get addicted to it because you can't do it more than once a day. And I think thing, that's right? why I didn't like it. Like people can definitely get addicted to tiktok because it's endless oh right snapchat's kind of the same like i mean it's it's basically endless um because there's no limitation to the amount of snapchats you can send stuff like that i think that's definitely why yeah and you know nowadays everyone's got to be stimulated 24 7 so that's what i'm saying if you're trying to make a new social media app it's gotta it's gotta do that yeah how to be able to fulfill that yeah so that was it was interesting it was not Nah, it was no. okay. Nah, it was okay. No. So I didn't get it because you said you didn't like it. I, I'm a complainer though, to be honest. But it sounds pretty lame. I'm not. But all, like, it probably, I haven't heard of anyone else. Like, I haven't heard it since once I got it, and then deleted it. Nobody talked. I haven't heard anyone talk about no, it again. No. And my assumption is that it's dead already. Because <laughs> it doesn't have any. It doesn't have anything. You don't do anything. <laughs> So I think people are done with it already. <laughs> is my guess, but it could evolve. Definitely. Those 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 platforms that get get a bit of inertia in the beginning. They, if if they're smart, they'll evolve after like this first little beta round that you're describing. Yeah, you know, maybe. I think it definitely could have potential with stuff, but, I, but they I just gotta why. pull something out of their butt. What is it like a push notification at like 4 p.m. or something that you get, and it's like it's random throughout the day, so, anytime during the day. Okay, so yeah, because it's like. <laughs> And you get like two, you get two minutes to post it, and then you're considered late, and you can't see other people's post until you post. Uh, okay. So it's like, eh, it's okay, it's cool, yeah, I guess. Yeah. And there's probably something there that they can do that'll pull people in, but they just gotta, mm-hmm. it's gotta be creative. My be real would be so boring. It would be. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people. Yeah, right. I feel if be if everyone was doing something interesting, then I think it'd be kind of cool to see like, oh, this guy's like, oh no, like on top of a mountain right now. Yeah, I don't know, right? We're like doing something, uh, and but nah, he's just sitting on the couch. That's the also TV. This, dude. Yeah, that's I don't what know, I'm thinking. Like, like sitting in front of a computer. Wow, so interesting. People aren't out doing something cool all the time, and yeah. so that was what was stupid is that I would just see people laying around, and I'm like. 
I don't. But it really is care. really interesting though when you think about it like that because Instagram, they you can show what you want to like or what people want to see or what's actually interesting. So then that's why I guess it is called be real because it's actually what you're doing. It's not like okay, yeah. I get to only show the most interesting parts. But then that's also the downfall of be real is because it's not always interesting parts. So it's gonna be get boring. Yeah, I don't know. I just. <laughs> It sounds like a lot of work. I like the idea. A lot of work. I like the th- I like the concept. I like the idea of having a more authentic and sincere social media platform. I think yeah. the the limitation is it, it choosing the time of day because it's like you know I'm I'm in front of my computer ninety percent of the day. You know, and Nathan, yeah. you are too, and you're working on your TikTok videos. It's yeah. not that it's not that enticing to see somebody edit. Um, but yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just I feel like it's one of those things where it's cool for a couple of days and then you're like, "Oh, I I have to do the be real again." Mm-hmm. Like it's like there's nothing really at least what I felt necessarily bringing me back to the app. Like it was like I'd see the notification and be like, "I mean, I'm not doing anything and I want to post this is so lame." Mm-hmm. And then I can't look at anyone else's until I post and then I have to post something lame. I don't yeah. know makes sense yeah i don't know but i think it does like if you want to be creative with it and you go out of your way to do something stupid or silly or whatever then i think it makes it fun yeah but it just depends on how much you want to put into it i guess right well i'm very interested uh we have i don't think we've ever talked about this but we actually i think you're you're the per- perfect person to talk about this because you started on stories mm-hmm. um uh we got in like kind of I guess as like a podcast group, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a uh, about to say. Um, inclusive or whatever, like exclusive um, invite to join this app called No Cap. Oh, how do you remember that? Like, how do you remember the name? I was looking to look for the app, but yeah, uh, No Cap. No Cap. And it was uh, this app that was trying to get kind of up and going. But the basic premise behind it <clears throat> was you have groups and then if you join that group right you can add to a story kind of thing so for example for the soggy we could make a soggy pancakes group right and people could add to that story so anyone could really add to it and build off of it but but you know the leaders uh, like the the i guess the leader of the group actually yeah. has to approve, approve it. it yeah you know whatever so that it, it does that actually has i feel like is a pretty interesting idea because you know, for example, if you actually get traction and big social media people like, you know, celebrities on there, right, they post, you know, for, for example, an athlete, right, they post something pregame on the app, and then people can also then go ahead and post their predictions about that game, right, whatever, yeah. they can have conversations, answer questions, stuff like that, but it's all like in a group of stories, right. which I think is really interesting. And here's also something that I noticed like that stitches? they tried to... Stitches? Like when you stitch on TikTok where someone like jumps in and like No, so it'll be it's it's like Instagram, right? You'll have for each user, just think of a user on Instagram, right? You can post a bunch of stories like for in on your account, mm-hmm. right? And you can click through them. That was basically the same thing, but if instead of a user, it was considered a group. And anyone could join the group and then they could right. post whatever yeah, they wanted can, to you on it. You could follow the group or or it could be it could be a singular person. Yeah. But the idea was to be like a location or a group. So when it was big, they were trying to get it out to a lot of college students. That's so what I was you would talk have about. like you uh you know, for example, 
you know, we're going to NC State, you could join the NC State group and any anything that's happening at NC State, people could post to the group and but it's and like that's a, what I, but I it's think a story, that, so it's yeah. like it disappears after twenty four hours, right? Mm-hmm. It's I think you know, it's like whatever. honestly, it's a good it's idea. Short. Yeah. And like especially cool. with us going to college, like that's an easy way they can post out like events or and stuff that are happening, and they could post it on there, and any student can see it, and any student can add like what's going on and mm-hmm. their experience for it. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it was a good idea, but it we didn't hear word yeah. back from it. It was uh yeah no we were on the app it was pretty cool I don't remember did we get officially get our group I think we did. But oh, I, don't I don't think I don't think ago. it was um, it was kind of like in the beta testing. I don't know if it really got past, past that, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, but it was, it really was a fun. cool concept, I think. It, yeah, I don't know. Do you have thoughts on that? Being a story expert, coming from the uh, the start of Instagram stories. I mean, my brutal, honest opinion, if you uh huh, go ahead. Go oh yeah, it, absolutely. Is that's like the fourth app that I have heard of that is doing the exact same thing in the past. Really? Okay. So that doesn't I honestly have, that doesn't surprise me. So like big apps like Instagram no, or are you talking like, about like smaller like smaller apps? Yeah. Okay. Like of, okay, that doesn't doesn't surprise me at all. The, the amount of like new apps that come to the marketplace whether they're in beta or past that point that reach out and are currently in my inbox right now. <laughs> I could like go through and tell you each one. But like they're uh you know, it's, it's, it's tricky. Cause you know, you want to get, you want to, you want to be on a platform as a content creator that you believe in that, that uh, and you want to get in early, but there are so mm-hmm. many people and companies and, uh, startups that are trying to be the next Instagram or the next TikTok or whatever. Um, it's hard to decide what is worth putting in your energy into. And Nathan, I know, you, you know, your the content that you're making is, it's not easy. <laughs> so imagine having no. now think about doing another platform and becoming a creator on like another platform in which you have to utilize it in a totally different way. Um, it, yeah. To me, it's like, I'm all like, I'm already shoveling coal into a train <laughs> or, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I, I, like throw one more platform at me and I, I will like i'll derail interesting yeah yeah i kind of agree that like that doesn't surprise me that there have been other apps that have tried to do the same thing it's a pretty basic idea but i'm surprised that it didn't grow as like i didn't i'm surprised there's not another big app out there that is just like that and i want to like kind of you know i guess because stories aren't anything new so uh, creating I mean, an app based entirely around stories is kind of like, you know, why do you really need to do that? That's true. And like the discover page on Snapchat is just like that. Well, you can, you can, Pretty much. you can jump in and you can add your story to like different areas or different events. So Snapchat's already sort of doing that. In addition, you can yeah. create groups in Snapchat. So like you can actually have mm-hmm. your own group and everyone can submit the stories. It's not the way that you're describing. I kind of, I can visualize what that app that you're describing is, but it, you know, they do have, a feature in Snapchat already where uh, you could be at an event and you can submit your story to that event. People can like tap through and see all the stories that are taking place at that event, or even it's even location in GeoBase. So like you can see all the stories that are being posted um, in on Hollywood Boulevard right now. So it kind of already exists. And if let's say this app comes out and does this thing and does it well, 
who do you think is just mm-hmm. going to adapt and um and has a ton of finance and a ton of money behind it that can do it just as well if not better and quicker and have a bigger team behind it snapchat or Instagram. Mm-hmm. they'll come in swoop the idea and right. all of a sudden this new startup folds like within a month you know of launching and uh, or gets purchased you know so it's it's sort of like, yeah like from an if, if an investor looks at that and they also are like aware of the social media landscape the first thought they're going to have is um why can't snapchat do this and do it better the second they hear about or see your idea or like once you start to gain traction and then all of a sudden this company's like you know sort of sinks yeah no that makes sense yeah yeah i mean it's the business world i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's crazy i don't get the whole algorithm thing that just blows my mind watch the um what's the the movie the um the, the social dilemma no what's it yeah called? is that what it's yeah, called the social dilemma yeah that was really interesting to watch and it's kind of interesting like who would have thought like advertising is such a mind blower it's it's all psychology it's so interesting oh. it's like it had, it comes down to the like the smallest pieces that you wouldn't even think about like colors and stuff like that it just blows my mind and like placement of items on shelves and then ads and tracking what you like and how much time you spend on an ad. You'll see it more. It's so interesting. So, and like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so, so, uh, back to the social dilemma. Do you, you both watch that documentary, right? Yeah. I've seen, did you see it? Uh, I don't think so. Oh dude. It's so interesting. So interesting. Well, I, I, I'm curious cause you guys are, um, you know, you just graduated high school. How has yeah, we're eighteen. Yeah, how has high or how has social media impacted your overall mental health? Because you've you've kind of had it throughout all of high school. Yeah. When I was in high school, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like a, a thing you checked ever. Yeah, uh, personally, it didn't really affect me that much, but I know like a lot of people that it affected a lot more than it did for me. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I never really had social media until like sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Because I didn't really want it. Um, I the first social media I had, I guess, would be TikTok, and that was because when I got it, I started making videos. Yeah. And that's really the reason I was I got it because oh, people are getting views, and I got TikTok. And then the only reason I got Instagram is because once my videos started blowing up. A lot of people were saying, oh, you got to create an Instagram so people go can go follow you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I created an Instagram, right? That's the only reason I did that. Um, and so uh, mental health-wise, it hasn't really affected me. I don't know. Uh, I don't think I mean, we're really the people that talk about the effects of it. Because I know it's definitely like a lot of our yeah. people that around us that we see, you know, really struggle with mental health. And yeah. um, I mean, I see it definitely affecting people. Like, yeah. A lot of people feel like they just need to be like, I think just phones in general, mm-hmm. like they just can't leave anywhere without their phones. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. kind of blo- it blows my mind, really it does. And it's kind of interesting. <laughs> How attached people are. Yeah, in this it's generation. crazy. And people like stress like crazy if they don't have their phones and stuff, which is like, I get it because you're like connected with everyone at all times and it makes it easier to, for the communication and stuff. Um, but like when it comes to Instagram and stuff, 
um, like posting pictures and like making sure everything looks good to where people think that you're this great person. I think that's affected a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like even Snapchat, like Snapchat with people just sending pictures of a piece of their face, face, not their whole face and like their ceiling like that. Like people just don't do that because they don't think they look good. And it's kind of like because they're so self-conscious about it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I just think it's so interesting that concept got so popular and people do it on the regular. Um, and I think it just messes with people. Send, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's, just, <laughs> it's a very interesting thing. But personally, it hasn't hurt me that much. I, do you ever, I've never, do you ever, go ahead. Do you ever get in like, social media tunnels where you guys are just like you're scrolling and then all of a sudden you realize like fucking hours just passed (laughs) oh yeah totally yeah the the only app that has that that has ever happened is tiktok Mm -hmm. i mean i'll get on youtube and get stuck on it for like an hour youtube is so much easier to stop watching than tiktok oh i agree but i don't mind that you know what i mean like I can. I feel like I can. I have very well control of my going out and messing around time and having alone time and watching videos. Mm-hmm. I don't think it gets to a point where watching videos and sitting around like not talking to people for too much time it doesn't get out of hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know. Like I feel like people spend like days and days and days at a time just like only by themselves watching videos and stuff. And, like, not going outside for a really long time. Which, if you're that person, you know, go for it, I guess. But, personally, I just don't even think my body would be <laughs> able to do that. Don't go for it. You know, set Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I just... Do, do something other than that. Because it's not as... Yeah, I, that's <laughs> my, Yeah, personally, I, I agree. Like, I just... Personally, I, I get bored after a certain point. Yeah. Like, it's, like, I enjoy it for a little bit. But it gets to a point where I'm like, I don't even want to sit around here anymore. Like, I want to go do something. Yeah. But people, mm-hmm. they're just like... Like they play video games and stuff, which I I don't know. Video, video games is a different topic. Yeah, video games is a different topic, but I feel like it all ties into one loop in the end. I guess I don't know, but yeah, it hasn't really affected me that much. Well, that's as it like I guess. So I don't want to ask how old you are, but with the time that you were in high school, you didn't really have social media. I guess it wasn't really a thing. Not really, no. Um, it it was a thing, but it was uh, I I was like Nathan, where I had no interest in it. I mean, I didn't even start at Instagram until you know after I graduated college. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I bet you like kids that in I don't want to say your time, but back then <laughs> they didn't have phones at like oh, back in the day. Yeah, back I was, you know, people, I huh? had a phone. I had I had many many of iPhone generations. <laughs> really? Like when did you first get like a phone, like an iPhone? I had I had my first smartphone in middle school. Okay. I feel like kids today literally get yeah, phones they get their first in elementary like, school. Ele- yeah, like when they're in kindergarten. And like really nice phones. Yeah. I had a, I got a flip phone. I had a flip phone in seventh grade, <laughs> and that's how much I didn't have social. And then like that's just because my parents they didn't want me having a phone and that stuff, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, honestly, because I think it would have drove me crazy having one. 
But I don't know. It's just it's kind of scary, personally. I think, but social media is a dangerous place. Why do you say that? I don't know. I I think it's a ton. It's an endless tunnel for some people. Like some people will just dig themselves a hole and just won't be able to get out of it and just sit there for hours and hours and days and days, days turn into weeks. And it's just like, then you get so comfortable interacting on phones and stuff. And then you go out and try to communicate in the real world. And they're just like, not good at it. I don't know. I just feel like that's what I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a big trouble big problem for our generation is that being comfortable face to face rather than over the phone over the phone people will be as comfortable as they can be it's not that hard to be comfortable over the phone but face to face it's super difficult for a lot of people i think interesting because more people are turning into introverts than extroverts if that makes sense i could see that i think yeah does that make sense it does yeah that's what i in my opinion from walking around the high school halls that's what i i believe is that the introvert introvert um, percentage is growing more than the extrovert percentage? I got a question for you. Uh, if you know when you were in high school or middle school, how many kids walked around with earbuds in in the hallways or headphones? Um, it would be. I would say less often. You would like it would be a very small percentage. Okay. Oh, right from their little iPods and you Dude, know. It's incredible. Whatever. It's incredible how I don't understand how people do it because I can't even hear people if I have headphones in. Uh-huh. Every other person is guaranteed to wear headphones in our high school, walking around during class. Doesn't matter where it was. I was at orientation three days ago. No, no, no. I'm not even joking. During our graduation, where you walk oh, across yeah. the stage, during our graduation. there was kids with headphones in during graduation. I'm not even joking. It doesn't... I don't get the it. I do in, not get it. Not it makes even joking. no sense. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. They walked... I saw one kid walk across the stage, sits back down, puts his earbuds in. <laughs> Why? I, yep. Yep. I don't get... I do not understand. That was crazy. It, it, it's almost like... The it's like social media and advances in technology has made people more comfortable disconnecting with reality than connecting with it. That is bars. I that is a bars bars bars. <laughs> I agree with that one hundred percent. That's a great way of putting it. It's it's gonna be interesting so crazy. ten years from now. You know when when your generation enters the workforce, what is that going to do? to communication in the workplace like what i mean I ne- i've never had a real job so you know communication in the workplace is still uh, I, don't, I don't even know what that is <laughs> yeah but like what what happens you know to the next generation of politicians or to the next generation of uh of diplomats or um you know communication execs or whatever field that requires uh a, like either service orient or like people, a people business. Like, what do you? What happens when this next generation who's grown up looking at a phone or listening to AirPods and not actually communicating with you, with each other? Like, what is that? Do you guys foresee that being a problem? I I do. I see that being a huge problem. Yeah, definitely. I think there's going to be a point in I don't know which. It might be our generation. It 
could be the next one. I'm not really sure, but we're just someone's gonna get slammed because everything's just gonna fall apart because nobody's gonna like know what to do because everyone's so dialed in on um on well no 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 they're not gonna be able to they're not gonna want to face the problems they're just gonna want to disconnect and that's gonna mess everything up it's gonna screw everything up I've, if that make did that make sense i've never believed more in the metaverse than i do now after this conversation <laughs> knowing how the next yeah. generation communicates because if this is how you're already communicating with each other you know behind your phones um it only makes sense that the next the evolution of that would be communicating through the metaverse uh and then i don't you, know now if you're i just i can't do that now you're There's just an no avatar way. now you're just an avatar you're not actually like a face and that's but people are gonna want to do it though that's what's crazy is because i mean both my parents work from home mm -hmm. and they like well okay that's actually not true my mom works from home for the most part my dad he goes to the city and stuff but it's so easy especially since just since covid people are like we can do it we can stay at home and not have to leave to go to an office. We can stay around our family and stuff and not have to communicate with all these people we don't want to except for over the phone. Mm -hmm. And that is such a problem, I think. It's going to be such a problem. But who doesn't want to have the convenience of just sitting at home doing work? Like that's just so nice for a lot of people. Personally, no way, Jose. No not way. Not for you. No, <laughs> no way, Jose. That will not be happening. I will be up and at them all the time working someplace doing something and i don't think there's a lot i think a couple generations ago everyone was saying that but in our generation i think that number of people who are saying that has grown a lot smaller so i think you guys were your peak years of high school were during covid yeah i mean i would say i mean peak years of, what do you mean peak like well, the yeah. last two years you know your your junior year and senior year would that would have been like wouldn't that have been or is it your so was it your sophomore sophomore year sophomore year go and going into junior year was um for us mm -hmm. yeah uh, the 2020 like 2021 we had our first semester of COVID. sophomore year mm -hmm. and then second semester kind of crumbled uh, that was covid mm -hmm. and then our whole junior year was zoom until like fourth quarter and then they had the option you can stay home or you can go in and here's what blows my mind is that they made it optional i don't even think a third of the school went back and our graduating class was just under 400 so our school has probably got at least 16 1700 kids and probably only about maybe 500 of those kids decided to go back when it was an option yeah because kids wanted to sit around lay in bed all day and do school oh yeah definitely uh, we both went back i went yeah I went and there back. was it was like a ghost town it was it weird. was crazy yeah. and like our senior year probably not in i mean really honestly it felt like the halls didn't get as full as they used to until second semester of our senior year it was so weird what would and like Go ahead. Well, I was uh, I was going to ask, what would you say were the pros and cons of your work from home or school from home during that time? I will say that was the most fun. Yeah, I had a pretty for good high time, school. Honestly, I enjoyed it. Um, 
my parents were super big on like, you're not doing school in bed. We're going to create offices at home Mm -hmm. and you're going to like pay attention, all that stuff. Um, but like, it was nice cause like if we got let out of class early, I could go do whatever, like run around outside or, you know, go to a coffee shop and then do school for a block or two there. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that a lot. And then just honestly getting out early, we probably, and honestly doing class on my phone sometimes. Like I'd just be roaming around somewhere, not paying attention at all, and just being at the store or something, doing whatever. Because that's, mm-hmm. we could. And it, it's, it's bad. And yeah, we probably should have been in school. And the reason I said I use the word fun was because the work was definitely not as hard Oh, the work was because at a minimum, work, an absolute like, minimum. You know, they said, okay, we're all online, right? You know, we got to make sure people are, I, I don't know. I guess they, they well, just. Well, they had to say that. They did have to say that, especially and for where we are. And now we're just going to go easy on you, whatever. Where we are located, there are a lot of like people who struggle in school and then like their home life is not the best. We're just very fortunate to have good home lives, which makes it 10 times easier for us. And for us to function and we can get away with things that we probably shouldn't, but we do anyway, just cause of, I don't know. But, and we had a ton of time on our hands. Yeah. And that was also another reason. Cause you know, if, and, and also like it was, uh, the end of our sophomore year when yeah. basically can't like, so they let out school. They, they didn't know what to do for like grades. Yeah, yeah. So basically the last quarter, we just did not have to do any work because it wasn't graded. Yeah. They and just so, made a call that you yeah. don't have your so grade. That was now all that grade, time opens up. It was a long summer. That's yeah. all it was. Your grade stays the same unless you want to add to it. The only thing you could do to your grade was add to it. I had all A's. I was like, I'm done. I didn't pick up anything for school until the beginning of junior year we had eight seven month long summer and we did whatever the heck we wanted to streets were empty because nobody was driving around no traffic er- like no restaurants that was kind of annoying and we couldn't like go do stuff but we i don't know just play disc golf <laughs> twice a day yeah, every day funny. spike ball all the freaking time and that's just what we did. So that's and uh, go ahead. Well, I don't, it's just, um, it was a very big pro because I you realized who actually were your friends, and you built we all built really strong relationships with each other uh, because nobody had to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that was what we did. And what about, do you have any cons about it? I think I'm very fortunate to say no, personally. Um, pers- like for myself. Well, I would say like definitely cons. For me, uh, my grandparents live down here with us. Stuff like that. You have, it was kind of nervous to be. You have to be very careful mm-hmm. just because of obviously. Yeah, yeah I guess that's a, that's a good point. Like I didn't see my grandparents for probably a year yeah. Or a year and a half. Yeah, we and we were very close before the pandemic. And so that was a big change. But they lived kind of far from us. So we 
weren't really like we didn't see them that often but we did see them for like holidays and stuff and that was tough um so that was probably a con i guess you make a good point there mm-hmm. but i wrote for one of my college essays they like that was one of the big hot topics for colleges that they want to know how covid affected and how you um adapted to this whole thing and i wrote about how like a lot of people are going to talk about how it negatively affected them but personally i enjoyed it i just got to mess around be with my friends grow closer with anyone that i wanted to i guess mm-hmm. so yeah if that makes sense there is a silver lining yeah it just like it just depends like i will say and i thank god for it every day like i was super fortunate to be in the situation that i was during the during covid Mm -hmm. and have the people around me that i did and i think it couldn't have been better timing even though sophomore year and junior year were probably the prime time of school for us i don't know if it could have been a better time to just not have school because if it was freshman year, I think it would have been a lot harder to come into Hopewell our sophomore year virtually. But then if it was senior year, it just would have, the whole college thing would have been screwed up. Mm-hmm. So, and then I think middle school and elementary school is just too awkward and I would, it would mess everything up. But I think I was established enough to where. Established gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know. That's, I know a lot of people would say the exact opposite of what I'm saying, but I just, I'm just feel very fortunate. Yeah, I think I think one of the things, it seems it seems that you have a, a solid social life, a solid friend group that you could fall back on during hard times like that. I imagine for other students in your class um, who might not have those have developed like quite come into their. Uh, social skills or we're still working on you know next year is going to be my year yeah i imagine that must have been a, a challenge for them um but uh you know that's oh yeah yeah it's yeah. good to good to hear that it was uh you know the grass is green for you yeah i'm not trying to say like oh you know everybody just needs to man up about the pandemic it wasn't that <laughs> no i'm not trying yeah. to say that i'm just saying I was very fortunate and very lucky to be um, in the spot that I was. And I do feel bad for the people who did struggle for it. And I understand that there is a big mental health barrier that a lot of people went through. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, that for Nathan, for you, did you find that your did you start like creating more videos during that time because you had the flexibility? Absolutely. I there's no way I would be where I am now if I didn't have that that time. Mm Because it would be right, you're you were stuck at home, mm-hmm. right, for the most part for that that big portion, and that was the prime time for my TikTok, mm-hmm. was that quarantine and being stuck at home. It was the perfect time to just make make stuff. It's the same thing with the podcast too. Yeah, we we started prime COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we. That's what we wanted to do. We had time, and we were like, "It was a do? little bit after. It was it was beginning of twenty twenty one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was it's true. It was later. But the idea sprung in probably September. Yeah. For the like social media and content creation industry, and influencer industry and economy, 
COVID, the, those years were, and I mean, we're still going through it. Um, it was, uh, from what I've seen, the biggest increase in content creators that I have seen in my entire life. It, it, it was, it, it opened up, uh, it gave a lot of people an opportunity to focus on their creativity and their craft. And, you know, Nathan, for example, from what you've, what I've seen on your page, um, you know, it's like your, your, your storytelling, you know, is just next level. And I think that like people go to college to do that, to be able to focus on their art, to focus on their craft. You know, they spend years mm -hmm. trying to get there and you guys, you know, your podcast as well, you're able to focus on that. Um, and do the things that you guys truly love, um, which is a, an interesting um, silver lining to what would have been kind of, you know, it could have been a terrible, just a little yeah. terrible, you know, a couple of years for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say we were very fortunate. So, all right, let's switch topics just for the last we had we had a very deep yeah, conversation for the next... we don't have very many deep conversations on this podcast yeah. but it's a little change of pace but for the last 10 15 minutes i think we should kind of focus on your story a little bit tristan mm -hmm. um so when you came over to tiktok um did all your followers come from instagram and snapchat or did you because you did mention you wanted to start from scratch did you really just start from scratch from there yeah it's i I believe it to be an entirely new audience, um, okay. which is interesting because because I have pivoted. So I, when I started on Snapchat, I started with these like interactive, uh, more creative storytelling, experimenting with different storytelling styles. And then when I got onto Instagram, um, I started doing like sketch videos and I kept the stories going. Um, and then uh, the people, when vlogging became very popular, a lot of my Instagram audience wanted uh, me to start vlogging. So that's what I started doing. Um, and that's sort of where I became a lifestyle creator and all my content sort of shifted and it was like my day, it was like day in my life. So I was constantly uh, share, like not, uh, sharing my life and not knowing what moments were for me and what moments were for other people, you know, and it's, it's quite a grind. Um, so when I started TikTok, it was sort of like coming back to my roots as a creator. You know, the reason why I started doing social media in the first place was so I could become a better storyteller. Um, and mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, but the audience that I had built um, on Instagram and YouTube, for example, were very much interested in more lifestyle content. Um, so <clears throat> the, the crossover was, uh, it was almost like, I was, you know, starting from scratch because mm -hmm. sort of, you don't really have the same, the people who watch reality TV, for example, aren't the same, the same audience that might like, uh, you know, <laughs> scripted TV or HBO or Netflix yeah. or whatever, you know, be, or the people who watch, you know, Game of Thrones aren't going to be the same people who watch the Kardashians. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. they're two completely different audiences who have different interests. Um, so one of the struggles that I had when I started doing the TikTok stuff, which is what I like doing better than the lifestyle stuff, it's what I started doing when I first got into social media, um, is that there was no crossover. There, the people from my Instagram had, did not have much of an interest in my new stuff, and the people on my TikTok weren't interested in my lifestyle stuff. So uh, I built sort of <laughs> these different audiences, and I had just the same multiple platforms doing different things, which uh, could very easily lead to burnout, and it had led to burnout. So 
uh, I'm really focused more on just the TikTok content than I am on like doing the lifestyle uh, content creation. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, when it came to your TikTok, you said it took it, it took you about six to eight months to get to over a million. Mm-hmm. Within those six to eight months, was it like a, um, you know, got to about 100,000 views, 100,000 followers, and then did you jump to 1 million or was it like a constant, like a constant buildup? Um, it was pretty, I would say it was pretty gradual. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what, I'm, yeah, gradual. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't like I had a video and then all of a sudden I had like a huge spike in followers. It was, mm-hmm. um, it, it was, it sort of just sort of like, it was just kind of like an exponential curve. The, the more followers I was getting, the more, or actually, honestly, the more videos I was posting, the quicker, the, like my, like follower account would grow. Um, Interesting. Which, you know. Did you have, or I guess you didn't really have like one main video that just blew you up a bunch or was it just as posting a bunch and being consistent is what's I, put you out there? Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of videos that flopped. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Everybody has that. Yeah, I, I've stopped caring about uh, the views because I'll have I'll have a video I'll have videos that'll get like forty percent likes to views ratio, which is like unheard of on TikTok. Like forty. Uh, oh yeah, I fe- actually I was talking about this on another uh, podcast episode. Yeah. Like some of my like ratios were up there at like forty percent, like 30, 30 plus percent. And it just like barely like it just got maybe a hundred thousand views, or maybe like five hundred thousand views, and then it stopped. Yeah. And it's it's and then you see videos on your for you page with like ten plus million views that have a like ratio of like ten percent or like less. Yeah, and it I'm has like, like less likes what? than your. It's like five percent. I'm like, what? Why? Why? Why me? Like what? So it's yeah. yeah. I mean that 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 you're it's confusing. You're trying to understand it. You're wrapping your head around the mm-hmm. algorithm, and you just there is there is no way to to like make sense of that. But what, what like the advice I would give to any creator who's is experiencing something similar is if you're putting out content that that challenges you or that you or, uh, or that you're proud of um, and you're seeing that same thing where you're like, it's getting a lot of likes, but it's not getting a lot of views. Why? Who cares? Like what, 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 like what's happening right now is the people that are watching it are actually enjoying your content. Like that's more important, yeah. especially if you're like trying to build um, uh, like, like build your craft and get better at your craft. That's how you can tell, you know, a lot of people like mm-hmm. this, which means, to me, I'm like, okay, then I'm doing something right. Um, those, yeah. I'm not just making content where, I mean, it's kind of easy. I mean, it's not easy, but it's easier to go viral than it is to get a lot of likes. Like, okay. I mean, you can, you can, you see these videos, yeah. most ridiculous things, people doing stupid, th- you know, you, I could go to a grocery store tomorrow, grab a milk carton and just dump it on myself and then like stand on a, a conveyor belt and that will, you know, that 20 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it'll get like a thousand likes, you know, but, but people, yeah, 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 crazy. yeah. Why don't you do that? But it's not, you know, what is, what does that do for me? Like, what does that do right for the, like how, what kind of impact is that truly having? It's not really doing anything, but if you're making something where you're like, we're really proud of you, put a lot of time and energy into it. Um, and it has a, a good theme or, you know, it challenged your storytelling or it challenged your, your VFX capabilities. And then you're seeing that like, wow, 30% of the people who watch this actually like 
liked it enough to give it that heart, which most people, you know, they're just scrolling. They're just endlessly scrolling, but they liked it. They stopped for a second. We're like, wait, I actually like this. I got to give them kudos. Like that's, yeah, that's like impactful. Like that actually means like, okay, what you're doing is like impacting someone in some way. And also like for this goes for both of you guys, you guys put hours and hours and hours into one video and then to ha- like to see those likes and to see those ratios, like seeing people actually enjoy them, it kind of show like it's got to be really satisfying and really like rather you go and dump a milk carton on your head, you get 20 million views. You're like, oh, that's sick. But then like, what are you supposed to do with that? Like, it's just it's kind of a feeling that lasts you a second mm-hmm. when you guys are really seeing like people genuinely enjoy this product that I've created and enjoy my entertainment i think when you're like when you're working towards becoming a better storyteller or like you bet you can be like challenging challenging yourself as a creator then every piece of content you make is a reward in itself like the process that you went through and then like putting it out and out there it, you can take that one piece of content whether it performs well or completely flops it's educational either way like you know you learned something from that process but if you put out something that you are proud of or that you that actually challenged you you can take that as uh as a win whereas like if you're just putting shit out and it's doing and it's doing well and you're you're chasing those views it's endless like you no matter what you're Mm going to continue chasing those views like you're going to you are going to want more views the next time you're going to want more followers and then it's an endless game in which you'll never feel gratified but every time that you're working on like actually becoming better and challenging yourself that every video you make you will feel good whether it performs well or not but if you're chasing those numbers you're just gonna like honestly it's just gonna mess with your mental health yeah interesting and i think that's really good as a creator you have to have that mindset and i think um people don't really recognize it and i think it's really good for you guys to have that mindset mm-hmm. yeah and i think Absolutely. that's what brings you the most success even though it's not the biggest numbers out there it's just the most fulfilling and enjoyment that you guys have that the other people don't really have mm-hmm. like charlie d'amelio she got a hundred and some crazy million followers but she just dances in front of a camera for five seconds it's <laughs> like you know maybe we should try that out yeah i know seriously. get some views but, on her belt. No. I mean, she's doing something but, right so, yeah, <laughs> she is doing something right, but it's not like well, she can I actually, make that in two seconds. You know what I mean? I was talking to someone about this last night. I think I might have mentioned this last night. No, I did. I think I did. Um, Charlie D'Amelio has like a hundred, almost hundred fifty million or something like that, right? Ooh. And I, she's the biggest creator on TikTok, but I have never seen one of her videos on my for you page. Oh, yeah, you did mention this. I don't. I've never seen one of her videos on my for you page. I'm definitely not on that side of TikTok, but I feel like that shouldn't matter. Yeah. Right. If you're getting like, you know, tens of millions of views per video, I feel like I should have seen at least one of them on my for you page. It's. Have you ever seen a Charlie video on your free for you page? I have not either. <laughs> yeah. I. Have you ever thought about it? Like Addison Ray too. Like big creators like oh, that like the top her. creators on tiktok yeah i feel like i haven't seen some of their videos on my for you page yeah i've seen people duet them 
and yep yep yeah but i've never like seen oh that's what that's charlie's yeah. video on my for you page i, I couldn't tell yeah. you why but the algorithm is sophisticated enough to know that that's not my interest <laughs> yeah i guess so yeah. and that you actually enjoy watching people put effort into their videos <laughs> rather than a 15 second dance i played the fifth on that one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well awesome thank you so much for joining us yeah we really appreciate yeah, it i was uh we had some in-depth conversations yeah seriously i know I feel a lot smarter now. Yeah, I know. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like an intellectual. Intellectual, nice. Gotta use a big word. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we always have our guests finish off. They, you know, you say one word or phrase, and then we uh, roll the outro. So go ahead, take it away. Let limitations inspire creativity.